boys and girls. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Someone's balls dropped. It is the best, the worst, the British podcast. This is a podcast where we go through bad British films. My name, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is Michael Bell. Yay. Yay. I say, uh, I need two people because I, I like an entourage. What can I say? <laughs> to my left. Uh, hello, I am entourage member number one. And viewer number one of the film. <laughs> oh, actually, I think I was viewer number three. I got to this one very late. Uh, my name is Thomas Hodkinson. Hello. And uh, my second entourage member is... It's Lorcan Mullen. This week we are watching everybody's favourite. It's a <laughs> film about a rabbit in a jacket. It's Peter Rabbit. Once upon a time, in a beautiful wood, there lived a rabbit named Peter with a blue jacket. Sorry! And no pants. Help yourself to anything. Wait, didn't you try to eat me? Show me your teeth. Do like a goat, like... <sighs> it was you! I knew it! How are you? So good to see you. Only the beginning. <laughs> Felix, blink, blink. Headlights. Uh, yeah, nation's favourite Peter Rabbit. Um, yeah. Until this film came. Out. What did we know about Peter Rabbit going in? Yeah, in case I... people are unaware, who 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 be Peter Rabbit? It's a rabbit in a jacket. Yeah, but where do he come from? Where do he books. come from? <laughs> he lives, well, in, he lives book, in books. You're a great educator, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> book by who? An author. Author name? Mr. Peter Rabbit, the writer. That's Beatrix Potter. I said that with uh, without you moving my lips. I think as a child I, I read the... I have the Beatrix Potter books read to me. I don't have any vivid memories of it, but Mum... Seemed to, my mum, I think, was a fan. She'd grown up loving oh, okay. them. And tried I remember the pictures, but I couldn't remember anything. I mean, it's like a big part of our, our culture, you know. It's uh, Beatrix Potter, Rupert the Bear. I guess for the more working classes, Dennis the Menace. Fuck yeah, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> the anarchist. <laughs> I, I, I love what you mentioned, though, about the illustrations, because they are, like, the first go-to thing I think of when I, I imagine Beatrix Potter books mm. and the characters. Is the illustrations of yes, them, yes, which feature very heavily in this film, by the way. Yeah, but kind of makes you pine for a, a different, better film to have been made, possibly. Because one of the main points of contention for many fans of Peter Rabbit was the casting. I don't know if you want to explain well, why that might be, Michael. Well, Mr. Peter the Rabbit in a Jacket is played by um, a nation's favourite, James Corden. <laughs> what nation is this? Our nation. I will 
<laughs> Wipe it off the map instantly. I don't mind Corden. Corden's a fascinating one, isn't he? But he did um, Horden and Corden. <laughs> was absolutely Horden, dire. Horden and Corden. Yeah, it's a herring reference. It's a rich All herring. of this podcast is herring It's a rich herring reference. Yeah, that was dreadful. Lesbian vampires, awful. Well, a but, future one for this show, I he think. Was a, he's been in a fair few stuff. Gavin and Stacey's decent. The thing I can never quite comprehend with, with James Corden is that I can tell that he's talented. But he has stretched that talent a lot further than it seems like he should be able to, you know? Like it is Gavin and Stacey. Before then he was getting cast in loads of things just off of his acting, but then Gavin and Stacey was the thing he got writing for. Like I say, lesbian vampire killers. But like to the point that he is now a late night talk show host in America. Yeah. When he was an unknown there, really. And got plucked out and picked up. At a time when it was pretty obvious that what the world didn't need was another white male late night host. Somehow they ended up with James Corden. Yeah, but this one's British and a little bit fat. Yeah, so well, yeah. It's it, Again, that's another thing that he was a man that seemed to always do very well for himself. In the in the tabloids during that time, him and Lily Allen was the big will they, won't they? Oh, really? Why the hell would they? Also, at a strange time when BBC Money, uh, BBC Three was just basically pissing away money, they gave Lily Allen a talk show and she, she got very flirty, flirty with Jonesy Jonesy. I've got aunts who can't understand why anyone would dislike James Corden. <laughs> yeah, it, he's a proper marmite of a person it seems I don't mind him in the slightest like when he did a reddit AMA a few months ago to promote the show like mm. carpool karaoke or whatever it was every question was just why do you have such a reputation for being an asshole? I've heard you're an asshole. a friend of mine dealt with you once and said you were an asshole. do you remember this incident and if not no I, I think his persona that he puts on stage and on camera Versus who he is off camera and stage are two very different people. I reckon he mm. would be a bit of a prima donna. Yeah. But that's just. He's a man with concern. insecurities, yeah. I think. Well, famously, when Gavin and Stacey won two BAFTAs during his acceptance speech for his second one, he was complaining about something they didn't even mm. get nominated for in another category. Oh, okay. You know, he's like someone that. Yeah, but just... look at. Um, it's similar, but look at uh, Gervais. Yeah. He was in a few bits and bobs here, and then he got The Office, which was fine. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of similarities. And now he's one of the most famous people in the world. It's like, eh. Yeah, success ruins yeah. people. And also with James Corden as well, is that um, he actively enjoys being famous. That's one of the things. Like, that was actually one of the things where I realised I kind of started to change how I felt about him. I didn't want him to go away. But then, like I say, you look at how many people struggle with fame, can't cope with fame... Uh, actively try to avoid fame, but unfortunately for the the industry they're in, they might suddenly be required to do acceptance speeches on national TV and the like that make them very uncomfortable. Whereas James Corden would say yes to the opening of an envelope, you know? And I kind of feel like people like him and David Walliams in this world should be famous. Not Piers Morgan, I wouldn't stretch it that far, (laughs) but you know what I mean. Like, if you actively want to be famous, and and like, it's not going to ruin you because you kind of corrupted already <laughs> maybe you are the right person to be hosting a late night talk show and the like you know i mean we'd all take it i don't i know oh, I, 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 I wouldn't i wouldn't no, i would never want to host have a late you seen night their houses i'd do it in a fucking heartbeat no nah, money doesn't no there's more to it than that you can do it for two years and you're done for life 
You don't have to do anything. <laughs> you don't have to do anything at all. No, I'd never want to host. Or a... you can be the voice of a rabbit in a film, but that's fine. Fortunately, you know? I'm never going to be asked to, but that's no, all I can exactly. easily say. I would turn that down. They could walk in with the biggest briefcase of money, <laughs> and I would say, No, sir, I am a man of integrity. Uh, and I wait for that day to arrive so that I can prove it to you all. <laughs> I say fair play to him. He's got some talent. He's used it, and now he's rich. Well, kind of like God bless him. Kind of, I I feel like this film. This is my thesis going in. This film, I feel like whatever positives that it does have, and there are positives within it, they are overcrowded, overshadowed by an overwhelming loudness and obnoxiousness. <laughs> so whatever talents there are are right. undermined by the loudness and the obnoxiousness. This is the James Corden of movies. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned. Uh, going in, I found this quite charming. Yeah, I did. I, I didn't hate it as much as other ones. Like, mm. well, in, I, I got annoyed whenever James Corden's voice was on screen. I got annoyed. There was like four but there occasions. Were jokes, there were jokes within James. the film that I laughed at. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. We have seen significantly worse. Yes. Oh, by far. Yes, absolutely. You know? Yeah. So, but, but that's for the summary. Michael yeah, Bell. Yeah. Well, let's, fir- let's, let's still rip it to piss. First piece thing, by piece. Right, so uh, this is about Peter Rabbit. And opening couple of scenes, he's just... He runs clearly, over everyone. He's a, he's a wise crapping... Uh, cra- wise crapping? Wise crapping. <laughs> he knows when to go to the toilets, when is the most opportune moments. <laughs> you can when you need to, okay? <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you see the opportunity, just try. Just because, you know, it's, it's, it's for the best. So he's a wise cracking rabbit who's just hanging out with his mates. And they're sort of planning to steal uh, the farmer, Mr. McGregor's vegetables. So they're thieves! Mm, ruffians! Hooligans! Ruffians! <laughs> Rapscallions. Vagabonds. Many other nicknames for grime artists in the future. Ne'er-do-wells. <laughs> that would be a great MC Ne'er-do-well. MC Ne'er-do-well. Oh, hello. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> so they're planning to steal the farmer's vegetables, and they succeed. Until old Mr. Farmer, he spies Peter. Played by Sam, Sam Neill. Yeah. Who's that? Jurassic uh, Park. The main dude from Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hunt for the World of Hunt People. Hunt for the World of People. He was fantastic in that. He's kind of playing the evil version of that character. In the- so uh, the farmer spies Peter, and Peter is about to escape uh, and until he decides to put a carrot up his arse. Oh, yes, that was a... <laughs> All right, so are we up to the carrot up the arse bit here? Well, yeah. you know, okay. that, was, uh, that was also one of my notes uh, from the from the series that brought you topless up, Appleton. Bottomless Sam Neill! <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. not the same. No, it's rather <laughs> but it's not. quite... Again, it's a it's a PG, which is fine. But yeah, it pushes just, it. It's it quite, pushes it in several places. I did laugh at this, though. Must be said. When so Peter's escaped the rap, the, the farmer's <laughs> caught him. He, he escapes from it, well, no, and then no. he's bent over and he's like, "All right, I've seen the ass crack here. Bombs are funny." And he's <laughs> what's a carrot in it? One of my one of my very first notes. Peter is a prick. Throughout the entire film, he's supposed to be he's the lead character, he's the titular character. He's supposed to be the the lovable protagonist, the rogue. And he's just a knob. Yeah. Just everything he does yeah. threatens the lives of everyone else. You think if it was any other voice, would you uh, be thinking that as much? I would. I think I would. Yeah, because he is painted as a self-centered. Uh, I'm wondering who else they would have cast. Russell Brand, you could have imagined being cast as it. Yeah, but then again, he did, did hot as well. So yeah, you'd be but it come along that time. Mm. I don't know who else you would ben cast. Ben Schwartz. <laughs> well, you've got to go British, um, I suppose. Yeah, it's, well, apart from everyone else who's apparently played by Australians. Or Irishmen. Or Irish. Donald Gleeson. Like Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I am Peter Rabbit. He'd be, be a great rabbit. <laughs> oh, Martin Freeman. Yeah, yeah, Martin Freeman. Martin he would Freeman. probably... 
he probably will be able to like tone down. He the... couldn't stare he though. His main job is staring. Yes, but he's also a voice actor. You McGregor. Yeah. Have done it? Well, he did the pigeon one, didn't he? Oh, Valiant with Ricky Gervais. And robots. Yeah, Ricky Gervais. I could have seen them casting as Peter Rabbit actually. Oh no, because he would have spent the whole thing for the existential. <laughs> oh no, that would have made you actually hate him. <laughs> Who do you think you would have hated more? Ricky Gervais, Peter Rabbit, you know or what? James Corden, Peter Rabbit? Straight off the bat, Gervais. Really? Mm. Oh, I've got no time. No time for him. <laughs> yeah, I used to like his podcast years ago, but... He really has kind of like got, gone so far up his own ass. It's quite disappointing, really. Well, I know me is because recently he did, he did the Oscars, didn't he? It's the same thing. <laughs> and um, how everyone was shocked about all these things. It's, he's done exactly the same every single time. Yes, he's got nothing. He's got, <laughs> he's got one particular set of skills. Well, yeah, he hadn't. He <laughs> and probably, he does it every time yeah. people are still apparently shocked by yes, it. Yes, he's yeah. not had anything new to say since Extras. That's the big problem with Gervais, mm. you know? And so After he just life goes is good, to be fair to him. After life is good. I, I just, I can't be honest But again, it, it's anymore. just one uh, thing. It's like, oh, show compassion about mental health. It's like, oh, shut up, just do a funny thing. Yeah. Not, um, everything, not everything needs a, a meaning. I think he needs a Stephen Merchant with him to discipline him. Yeah, what he can't... The problem I've got with Ricky Gervais is there's nothing that can make me forgive him for the invention of lying, <laughs> which is just fucking annoying. Is that a British one? Should we count oh, that as no, a... No, 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 it's it's just Ricky Gervais... Being in an American film, it's a really shit concept that they don't even stick to. Yeah. The thing I remember when I saw that was two things. I remember the Budweiser product placement was so obnoxious in that film. Second thing I remember is, because he's such a star fucker, but it just has to be the right level of stars. The whole cast is made of, like, big names that he gives them nothing to do. So Tina Fey is just his assistant, and she gets like three scenes. And it's like, oh, okay. this is such a nothing role. Why are you wasting someone like <laughs> Tina Fey in that role? And the third thing I, I, I just remember about it was that at the moment when he comes up with God and religion mm. and an afterlife, a couple of people just stood up and walked out of the cinema. So he got the reaction he was looking for. <laughs> as, as Ricky Gervais ever told you, he's an atheist. It's one of the fewer known oh, no, facts no, about him. That uh, surprises me. Uh, um, that was a deep Wikipedia search then, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really... I had, to, I had to get corroborating sources uh, for that, okay. citations. Yeah, Steve Merchant let it slip. Yeah, know, there's yeah. very few interviews where he likes to talk about no, it or anything that. like that. His Twitter <laughs> feed doesn't have any kind but of allusions the to one, it. The one thing that fucked me off watching that was it's all about how people can't lie. But it very swiftly became how people can't not yeah. externalise their inner monologue. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they literally said everything they were thinking, that's not lying. That's not, like, not lying. Yeah. Talking of artistic beauty, Peter Rabbit's about to put a carrot up an arse. <laughs> <laughs> but the farmer crops this, and he, um... There you go, <laughs> basically... That, you think this is the first time this has happened? <laughs> so he picks him up by the ears and goes, oh, I'm going to put you into a pie. But the artist, who's Be- uh, Beatrix, she comes on and saves uh, the rabbits. Is she so, meant to be Beatrix? Well, they're called well, B, so I'm assuming. B. And, she ah, does all the dra- and she does okay. all the drawings. Yeah, the point is... Uh, she can't draw She's real alluded to being the personification of Beatrix Potter in okay. this film. Well, the fact she was drawing the pictures which are identical to the yeah, famous Yeah, but she's, I don't think Beatrix Potter did her own illustrations, did she? No. Oh, okay. The thing that made but, me upset, actually, around this time was that they actually do a, a couple of sequences animated in the 2D animation. I've got that in. Yeah, it's incredible. Style, and I was like, 
Why can't we get a film of beautiful 2D animation? Oh, you not, get bored of a whole film. Not, not slightly not as good as the American standard CG animation, you know? You get bored of that for the whole film. I like no, that. Well, well, it's coming up later. We'll, well, talk, we'll know, talk about it later. I'm, I'm sure later. I enjoyed Beauty and the Beast when it was animated <laughs> or The Lion King, you know? So she comes along and saves the rabbits, and then we uh, they're in the house, and then we cut to the animated bit where um, it shows Peter's father getting uh, caught yeah. by the farmer and put into a pie. Yeah. So this is a murder revenge film? Well, it's shot beautifully because it's got all the 2D yeah, animation. Yeah. I was like to say, this should be the Quentin Tarantino version yeah, of yeah. this story. Also, um, I raised... This is my favourite bit in the film. I raised the question that this film plays the up card very quickly in killing people off in a lovely, heart-touching montage. Well, yeah, because otherwise it's Mentage. just... Mentage? That's a plural of montage. They had to do that, because otherwise it's just some prick rabbit stealing veg. Well, the thing is, like, they're allowed to now because now this good. Well, you killed my father. This, 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 this is a loop to it, though. You like, killed my father. I'm going to steal your cats. Do the whole fucking montage, yeah. the sweet music, yeah. and it'd be a specific cool. kind of animation. But the whole point is that that is up did that well, perfectly several years ago. Yeah, perfectly. I it thought that was really like, cool. It just feels it was, like it was, bringing it back. It was cool really in well and of itself, but it was useless to the film, and that was the thing that I texted last night. Like within the first ten minutes, there's so much tonal whiplash. I got a crick in my neck. You know, it's like lighthearted and irreverent, very sad and somber, silly and wacky, mm. very serious and you know. Yeah, you know like, it, it's uh, uh, next to no time we've gone from carrot in the ass to really heartfelt. It, I feel like maybe yeah, they watched it, it and they were like, "Wow, Peter's a real asshole. Well, we need to get some sympathy for him quick." His dad was murdered and he was beaten a pie. <laughs> well, it is a film for kids. They have short attention spans. Funny, 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 sad. What all the sad, funny, 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 you know. No, I disagree with that because, like say, Up did it so much better. Inside Out does it so well. Mm-hmm. You can do it well that it can affect both kids and grown-ups. It's, it's just, it's really jarring how quickly it goes, lurches from, this is silly, this is tragic and poignant, this is irreverent. And that's the, that's the key issue I have throughout this whole film. It doesn't, it doesn't stick to a lane. You know, it yeah, just so it suddenly jer- jerks from one side to the other. Mm. You don't never quite get a grasp. That's what most direction in films is about. It's about tonal management, and this thing doesn't do that at all. And it's computer animated, so they have time to do it. It's not like they film it late and look at the editing afterwards and go, Oh, fuck! But you had two years to sort this out in post-production, you know? Talking of irrelevant things, the next plot point is that uh, Pete loses a jacket. Um, <laughs> oh, but it is relevant. So it, it, it is. It is his father's jacket. Then so the, yeah. the sad dad bit, and uh, in the chaos earlier uh, with the stealing vegetables, they notice he's lost his jacket. They see that the farmer has put the jacket in the garden. Ah. So uh, he decides to go back and, and try and get the jacket. But it's a trap! Oh no! There was a good joke somewhere within there about the, the nephew it not quite meaning as much to him because he's just a cousin or something oh, okay. like that. <laughs> I thought that was a good little gag. Yeah, these are just very basic plot points. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he was going yeah, to go back in. Um, so he's going to go back in and try and get the, uh, the jacket, but it is a trap. Uh, Peter's determined to go on his own. McGregor now has Peter, and he's going to cook him into a pie, but then he just dies. He has a heart attack. Ack, 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 ack. Again, a kid's film, and they're sticking in a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. You never see it like that. Usually it's like something 
like a, a ship of in the sea suddenly <laughs> going down. Or a shadow of a person. But, just suddenly he's like, ah! Yeah, he, my taste copper and my arm hurts. He, he did die of just convenience. Yeah, yeah. That's a great way of... That should be on his gravestone. He died of convenience. He died as he lived. A convenient pot, plot contrived. Yeah. <laughs> he died from plot points. <laughs> and when he died there and they got to eat all the food, it was like, right, film done. Okay, we're over and done with They've got to have some yeah, lovely food. It's weird, though, that the, this old man's just died and they're, you know, the the mortal enemy and they're going in like they've just won the fucking FA Cup. Well, yeah, it's, their mor- it's their mortal enemy. Yes, but you, you, you're least, happy. You have some sort of, oh, he's dead. Fuck. Well, they, did, they did a little bit because they're saying, "Well, how did he die?" How like, did he treating die? Treating someone's death with utter irreverence. Like, there's never, there's never been a Disney film that's like wallowed with glee in a villain's death as much as this has. You know, even he, when the bad guy dies in a Disney film, they at least go, "Wow, that's yeah, that's heavy." Usually, well, they, the they, bad guy also will always die at their own hands in some cruel twist of ironic fate. This guy's just, ha, ah, this fat bastard finally well, died from all the they need, shit he ate." He needed him gone. <laughs> You know, I know, I know, but they could have like he could have been arrested, like for, for child, like they trick him and he ends up. Wait, for child arrested. what? I was gonna say animal cruelty, but unfortunately, child. Came yeah, out I was gonna first. say. See, I I laughed at this bit. It was like just like cause, just because it was so silly. I just wrote a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wrote. And also, like to prove that he's dead, I'm gonna poke him in the eye. Uh, yeah. yeah, funny. Again, like in a kids film. That's pretty dark and twisted, you know. Yeah. That's like when you watch old Looney Tunes films and like, wow, they don't repeat this one very often. <laughs> and <laughs> not just for the racism. <laughs> then again, speaking of Dark and Twisted, Michael, what more you can you have you got to say? Speaking about of Dark stuff? and Twisted, they then start singing, I know it's up for me if you steal my sunshine. But then they yeah, change the lyrics. The music is weird. They're a weird yeah. needle. Yeah. Steal actually. my the sunshine. Weird, That's yeah. what all the eight-year-olds are listening <laughs> to. Oh yeah, of course. They love a bit of lit. But well, uh, yeah, so, so sorry, once the farm, sorry, once, as a general plot point, once Len. the farmers died, the rabbits start a feast and eat everything in yeah. the garden, and all the other animals come. All along. the other animals come in. So the the, mm. the the head of the farmer has died. Yeah. The head of the household is no longer there. It wasn't that big a garden patch. Yeah, yeah. The head of the, the head of the, the, the owner of the farm is disappeared. Yeah. Is now no longer farmer there. Farmer McGregor. The animals have taken over the farm, and the pigs are in upper class dinner jackets yes. and everything. I was like, is this a stealth animal farm adaptation we're about to watch? <laughs> No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, but then, then they decide the next logical thing to do is to have a house party. Then get high on carrots. Yeah, that point. was weird. That was weird. I don't know where Michael finally has to concede. Okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah, that one I concede that was odd. Um, no, it, was like, it, was, it was almost like the gone, we need an adult we need a joke for the adults. What about... One for the dads. If it's a, <laughs> what about, as it's at a party, they have a carrot... And they treat it like a joint. Hey, I boys, did, boys, I did boys, find boys, that a little boys. bit funny, though, to be fair. Yeah, but you were stoned at the time. So. No, not for... No, you were. Not, no. not for legal reasons, you were <laughs> not, not stoned. Not for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got to edit that out. <laughs> uh, uh, so then, um, they just have a big, long party, and they, like I said, they're using carrots as drugs. And uh, it's this big... <laughs> Imagine them chopping it <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> Oh man, that's good shit. <laughs> Tasting the orange dragon. Yeah. They're using a cabbage leaf to uh, yeah. up the nose and snort it. You know. What's in these turnips, man? <laughs> so there's this big house party, sort of a uh, slash orgy. I mean, I mean, they're rabbits. Come on, Toga. <laughs> to be fair, all the rabbits are there. 
are all family. So, yeah. mm, and then, uh, well, this... one of these are cousin. It's all right. <laughs> That's the way they're looking at it. But then we go. They're to... in the countryside. That's what they've got to do. <laughs> Fuck off, City Man. <laughs> <laughs> the next mate, we we meet a young man. We don't know him at this stage. I think he's, in, he's incredibly to Donald Gleeson. Donald Gleeson. I like him. He's a Villa fan. So that's one of the He is a Villa fan, yeah. He's a very fine actor, but a bad choice of football. How dare you, sir? We see him uh, working in Harold's, uh, which is Harold's. It? Harold's. Harold, whatever. Uh, what hell? He's a very. It, it doesn't matter, right? It kind of does. It's the most famous toy shop in the whole Who fucking world. Who cares? And you're calling it Harold's. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, well it's the bloke from fucking Neighbours. Do you remember when we went to Broad Street and you said, meet me outside John Lewis? <laughs> He works in the shop, all right? Doesn't matter where. Uh, he is quite he's important incredible. where. Because he's meant to be a, how he's a merchandiser and a very organiser. He's incredibly anal about working in this shop. I'm just going to do it to piss you off now. <laughs> uh, he's incredibly anal. He's very good at his job. He wants a promotion. Well, he's, he, he's alarmingly obsessed about his job. I mean, he's been asking Harold for ages. Yeah. <laughs> good. Harry, Harry, <laughs> let me in. He wants a promotion, but he doesn't get it. And uh, I love it. I love that the uh, the black woman has to explain to the white man how privilege works. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get it because the owner's son or something gets it instead. Or this is an outrage. Nothing like this has ever happened to you before. <laughs> <laughs> so he does. He doesn't get the job. He has a breakdown and he's fired. Uh, the animals are continuing to party at this stage. That's when they're getting stoned on carrots. To the music of Rancid, I noticed. What very strange sound oh, choice. Yeah, but he'll take the cash at this stage, Mr. Armstrong. He, he needs the money, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. He, hasn't, he hasn't put a hit out since 1992. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 Ruby Soho. Oh, is that when, was that when I did make a note? Gleason has nervous breakdown to yeah, upbeat this, pop music. Yeah, he has a massive breakdown. I was breakdown. like, why are they playing this music to this? <laughs> yeah, whoever like selected the soundtrack on this was wildly out of fucking yeah. key. Uh, so the animals continue to the party, and then we go back to Young McGregor. This is where this is where he's, he's sad in his flat. Looks like he's playing violin. Uh, that's a very gets sad a, man. Gets a knock on the door, and uh, it turns out he's actually playing to a CD. That was a funny joke. That I really laughed at that. Yeah, that's a, funny, that's a funny little bit. And he gets a knock on the door, and it's uh, a lawyer saying, "Oh, your great uncle, whatever, has died, and you've inherited." <laughs> oh, my great uncle, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he was the least favourite of my of, of, the, of his family. He treated it that irrelevant. <laughs> it, was, it was his boss that exposed that his great grandfather, his great uncle, yeah. had died. He go, oh, "Okay, oh, I didn't know." We got the promotion. Yeah. yeah, and then it's the, he, the, he didn't the care postman the death. has already read the guy's post and gone, "Yeah, apparently you've inherited a house." What the fuck are you doing in my post, you bastard? <laughs> the plot thing is, he now uh, uh, inherited the uh, old farm, and he's got to go, and he wants to go and um, go up and see the place. Not really a farm, is it? It's well, I, I guess it's like it's a, a it's a grand house with a very nice garden. Yeah, but he is told that you know, oh, well, these houses you can sell them for a fortune. So, oh, I've just lost my job, I'm gonna go up there and sell it. So he's off his way to go to the farm, fancy house. Uh, That's the name of it. Fancy Farm house. Fancy House. Farm Fancy House. <laughs> we get a brilliant joke next. One of my favourite bits. Where there's an excited cockerel and he's just really happy and excited about the new day and he's just yeah, shouting it. can't That's believe it. I can't believe it's a new day. This is brilliant. It's kind of like... Whoa, a, it's love like, that. Love it. You, you, you've jumped over another great gag. <laughs> What's the other one? The other great gag is when Mr. McGregor goes into the house and clear, the animals all have to clear off. The deer... No, he's not arrived there yet. No, because the cockerel, that's... It must have yeah, been. Because the cockerel was when he has to wake up in the house. Is it? 
Yeah, so he's got to arrive at the house first before the oh, cockball okay. wakes him up. So what's, what's the gang he missed? So the gang he missed was the deer goes running out, sees the headlights of the car and goes, Headlights. <laughs> oh, yeah. Headlights. Oh, I didn't think that was funny. Yeah. That's why I didn't write it down. <laughs> yeah, At what point does uh... Peter break the fourth wall? That's my next note. Peter breaks fourth wall. I think he does that quite a lot. He does yeah, it a lot yeah, from yeah, the yeah. very first seconds. Really. It's like a furry Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so right, young McGregor is—he's uh, at the house now, and he's realised that he needs to make this garden. Um, just... Are you a McGregor? Did <laughs> you just say young McGregor? Young McGregor. Young Farmer McGregor. McGregor. Oh, young farm McGregor. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> to be fair, you could have thrown you McGregor in this. Yeah, it would have been fine. If like, so, yeah, if things he's... hadn't quite worked out for him after The Phantom Menace or something. Actually, in a weird way, Donald Gleeson is sort of playing a variant of his Huck's character in this film, isn't he? Quite a snivelly little prick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, a sniv- if, his, if his character has only been stuck in deep space with, <laughs> with space Nazis, this is, that's basically what would happen. I think the phrase sneering twat would have been <laughs> mentioned at least more than once. But so he goes about uh, making this garden impervious to rabbits, so they can't get in and steal all the veg. Um, they try anyway, but they get they get caught. Peter escapes, uh, but Benjamin is captured. Oh no! Uh, for Benjamin's Re- the cousin. Yeah. Benjamin's the cousin, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he's less important. Yeah. <laughs> uh, na- next one for reasons. Uh, rather than just killing the rabbit straight away, he decides to put it in the car, drive it to a bridge, and drown it. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> oh yes. Did yes. anyone notice the very subtle thing? That old McGregor's car, which is, uh, it belongs to the elder McGregor, mm. the car keys has a rabbit's foot on it, ah. alluding to Peter's dad. I thought that oh, was good. so subtle, he should have, he but kind of brilliant. They should have done a Kill Bill thing where he sees that fucking karate shit. My, one of my main notes was that did not look like a British road to me. I think I might Yeah, because it was an Australian road. It was all done in Australia. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Everything was sense. done. Like, most of the cast were Australian. Oh, for the you, love of God. you guys think about these. There's so far too much. That didn't look like a British road. Well, I was just <laughs> I, ne- I never would have thought that in a million years. You know? I just know. I can capture it up in it. Oh, yeah. I'll do it's it. always funny when you see like those versions of Britain from like an American yeah, writer's perspective. Yeah. It was like... A... My favourite one of that is Sex Education at the moment. On Netflix. Oh yeah, that's weird. Like how is that meant to be Britain? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. was that Britain written by someone who's never visited it, if, never seen which I any film? Well, I didn't know if that was the joke to begin with. Well, the two, the two... But, but I've watched two series of it now, and they've not made it a joke. It's like, have you, you know? ever seen that TV show that used to be on USA High? Yes. Where it was about an American school in Paris. Right. And it is the least Parisian thing in the fucking yeah. planet. <laughs> like they, they just allude to some like, occasional stock photo of the awful town and go, oh, Paris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one, the, the two most egregious examples I can remember of like American depictions of Britain in their eyes is, and they're both to do with like commute distance, really. Uh, one is the um, the the one that Amanda Bynes did, where she finds out that Colin Firth's her dad or something. And she's in the middle of London. And she just says, oh, I'll just jump on this bus. And then she's in the middle of the countryside. (laughs) And the other one, the worst one, was The Holiday with Kate Winslet. Where she's working in a newspaper in the centre of London. But she's just, uh, uh, her daily commute is to the most picturesque, most beautiful (laughs) British countryside. It's like, oh, I can get here from London in 45 minutes. It's really not a problem. He stole. He's Ooh, captured Benjamin. Sorry, sorry to jump ahead again, but there was also a scene where they used the pig to their advantage, uh, and the the reference was that'll do, pig. 
That'll do. Yeah. Mm, yeah. An, a, an Australian film alluding to Babe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't remind us of another film with talking animals. That's much, much better than this one. <laughs> Maybe that's, hey, don't watch that. What's this? <laughs> no, I like say it's Australian. Uh, yeah, but although, based on a British novel. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking same. Look, we're trying to kill a rabbit here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine. All right, I'll have the meat. <laughs> so, have uh, you ever eaten rabbits? Yes, and I have also helped skin one. Wow. I guess that's what the initiation in the country. Mm-hmm. So that was his baptism instead of the usual. No, it was just, it was just um, on occasion, my granddad used to be given like rabbits or, or fish or whatever. Mm. Or we had grouse one year. I think, did you, you might have told me that. Yeah, I think you definitely did. That a penguin in Japan is called, I uh, know in, in Mandarin, the, the direct translation is business goose. <laughs> <laughs> no, they wear, but now I'm fucking having that. Because they wear a, little, because they wear a nice little, little suit. suit yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in Mandarin, a direct translation. Just imagine a penguin walking around. Fucking business goose, mate. I love that. I'd love that if there were like only about ten names for animals, and then yeah. you just for other animals you've got to do slight derivation. Yeah. Like a flamingo, it's like a feet swan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's about illusion, yeah. Um, but, oh, where so, the fuck were we? So, you, well, you live in the country, and you, you've had rabbit and grouse, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've mm. we've we've had them, and we've we've reared them and hey, wow. fuck you and we've like we've, I've helped my granddad on a number of you occasions name it you kill it <laughs> we actually grew sheep when I was a young boy and my dad first thing he said red, to me was red Tom red don't grow them on the ground <laughs> okay we, red, I'm sorry who lived in the country me or you fuck I you I lived in the country till I was 18 oh please something's not the country <laughs> something's exactly the country oh, yeah. something is kind of the default for the country <laughs> the country is in quite all the I live in a fucking heartbeat. How much more country do you want me to be? Do you want to live on a farm? Hayseed fucking straw out of my mouth? You would... Hayseed fucking? What's that kind of... you would be a good. You would make a good farmer. I'd make a I great could, farmer. I could see you in a straw hat. I almost lived on a farm. But yeah. Um, so... Do you, like, do you prefer question? country life or city life? Oh, fucking country life every time. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, no. Fuck you, city boy. I grew up literally next to a... a I grew up in a hamlet. Uh, and it was nice. a, it was just it was a farm. Did everyone town. die at the end? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I grew up. So like my next door neighbours were just a field of cows. <laughs> everyone was a farmer. All the, <laughs> <laughs> the girl next door was just a calf. <laughs> just talking to Steve about the football. What do you think? <laughs> what he would do? He just slides tackle oh, everywhere. It's terrible, mate. I know, I know, I know. I mean, he's great goal scorer, but fucking hell, he doesn't know how to tackle, does he? But like proper, proper country, like there would be no no point ever grounding me because I was like, oh no, I'm grounded. I can't get the two buses to go into the tiny town. I was, yeah, I always <laughs> loved that. That was a good gag in Tamara Drew, actually. I don't know if you've ever seen that. That's a good film about life. In the countryside, oh, yeah. idyllic and beautiful it is for most people, but for people who actually have had to live there, especially as children, it's the most it. boring thing you can oh, do. Like can there's two it. the two female kids in the, in the film. Yeah. Uh, one of the they, they they hang out at the bus stop for the one bus that used to come there. It doesn't come there anymore. Right. Well, I grew up. I grew up on the farm. I'm literally. It's why I moved out. I went to uni at twenty, but I moved out at eighteen. Literally, my eighteenth birthday, I had my bag ready because I couldn't stand it anymore. Yeah. So I put myself in loads of debt. Just like I need to get out. I can't do this. So go back to a question you were asking earlier. I can't even remember what the question was now. It was about eating rabbits. Yes. About, you, sk- about you skinned a rabbit. You skinned yeah. a rabbit. Eating a rabbit. Yeah. I've had rabbit stew. I've had. Co- I've had. I had it once in France, the yeah. proper lapin. I've never had rabbit, no. I've had duck. 
Like Dogs are lovely, dog. rabbit's nice, uh, kangaroo can get fucked. <laughs> sure, I can. <laughs> it's, very, it's very irony and quite springy. <laughs> and they're a bugger to catch as well. <laughs> you got already pants on Have you ever seen that video of the guy giving the punching the kangaroo? <laughs> it's amazing. This kangaroo's trying to take his, like, he's got his dog in a headlock. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Comes along and he squares up to it. Punches the kangaroo. The kangaroo's like, the fuck, man? And the kangaroo <laughs> just beats the shit out no, of him. No, 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 he gets away. He gets oh, away. that one. Oh, fucking hell. It was just so weird. It was just like the... But he punched him. The kangaroo's like, well, that's the last thing I expected. <laughs> <laughs> but John, you know, we're just playing. I'm running away. <laughs> we're trying to kill a rabbit. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, ra- you know, we're, we're not, we can here. talk countryside another time. We'll talk country, don't we? Yeah. We'll talk country later. Talk uh, so yeah, he's gone to drown the rabbit rather than just kill it instantly. Uh, the rabbits, Peter and the gang, to, to jump into the car and they save Ben. Mm-hmm. Just, this is one of the big problems throughout the whole thing as well. Like they never mm. quite get the level of evilness that Donald. Yeah, from is. here on in, it's yeah. It's yeah, like he's yeah. like he's got like he's on mood swinging medication <laughs> or something like that. That's like a subplot that they got rid of. I'll be honest with you, the the things they torment him with throughout this film, I became really sympathetic. <laughs> really. Well, I mean, first of all, he's dealing with James Corden in rabbit form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But so uh, the farmer now decides to drive to a hardware store to buy an electric fence, and he's having the discussion with the clerks. And Tom, Tom is got... raising his arm. How far are you going? <laughs> I'm really basic here. What? What's? What's? What, what Has do you he want? met Beatrix at this point? Has he met? Beatrix? Yeah, because yeah, I, I believe so. Because he was about to kill them, and then she convinced him to be more open, and then he decided to slam the gates shut. Mm. This is a bit where like they the rabbits, they... the rabbits allude to them having, you know, she says she's apologising the heck out of that guy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I, oh, I you know what? Fuck We're me. all lost. <laughs> she, we went too many of those carrots, guys. Well, it's really no, that was, that was basically um, when he moved in. She goes, oh look, we have got a new neighbour, and that's about as far as it at the moment. They start flirting a little bit later. Oh, they already yeah by this point. No, she's just seen him. Go, oh, look, he's he's a younger. We're all really struggling to remember this. Thing. He's not the he's not the old person. He's a new person. Oh, let's 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 find out about him later. She's she's weirdly charmed by him throughout. Well, because she's desperate. She's living in the countryside. There's yeah, no, there's true. no one there. <laughs> this is a the, tind- the Tinder on exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> there's two people. One of them's just dead. You know, one of them's just died. So the farmer decides to go by electric fence. Oh, this is there. There we go. That's so it. as he's bought the as he's bought the fence, uh, he, meets, he meets he uh, meets B, yeah. and he uh, starts flirting with mildly and decides to give her the left home. Yeah. No, no, he, no, he met her before then. He, he might have met her briefly, and then he ran into her. Yeah, he ran into, into her yeah, yeah, after yeah, he bought yeah, the yeah. fence. Yeah. There we go. So actually, that smart dialogue to sh- to show you above your own film. I was actually making that note about the two. Characters working in the hardware store. The, oh, the, okay. They gave them a bunch of like. Oh, they were very, very yeah, long yeah. thesaurus words. That, that, yeah. You know. Basically, he's bought a, a big, powerful electric fence that will kill everything in sight. Uh, he didn't just go for the standard one. Uh, but the rabbits are left in the town. Oh no! But it's fine because they jump in the back of the van up twenty seconds later. Yeah, so there's any... so many like. It weirdly reminds me of Entourage. TV show in that whatever peril they're in gets resolved like incredibly quickly. Se- yeah, yeah. It's like, oh no, I might not be able to get on the bus. Oh, I'm on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, we might get in. The- oh no, we're fine. 
Oh no, I might get electric. Oh no, I'm alright. <laughs> you know, that's like the whole film, basically. And that was Entourage. Oh no, I might not get the part in the movie. Oh no, I've got the part in the movie. Oh no, the movie might not be that successful. Oh, it's oh, the most successful movie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, my bun's falling off the table. Oh no, I've been able to get it before it's out of the table. <laughs> that was a two part episode. <laughs> oh, fuck Entourage. Uh, anyway, so. Um, this is definitely better than Entourage. Everything's better than Entourage. Getting <laughs> fisted with Voltaire's angry glove is better than fucking Entourage. Don't Google that. You <laughs> really don't. No. I can't believe I, I can't believe I fell for that logic from my granddad for ages. Like, ah, character good for your eyesight. Have you ever seen a rabbit with glasses? And as a kid, I was like, Sam Reed. <laughs> well played, played old man. Well no. played. Then I thought, well, I never see lions with glasses. I never see dung beetles with glasses. <laughs> Although interesting, fair monocles. <laughs> interesting fact: if you've got blue eyes, you're more likely to be able to see in the dark. Ah. Talking of blue-eyed boys. Um, Brown-eyed girls. The, Blue-jacketed um, rabbits. So they're back at the farm now, <laughs> and they've started... Nice. Uh, and they've started... Uh, B and Tom is his name. Yeah. But, uh, they've started flirting a little bit, and yes. we, we find out uh, during the flirting that somehow he's allergic to blackberries. I fear this is going to come up again. <laughs> that's uh, that's <laughs> called they're, establishing. They're, <laughs> but they're flirting away, and it's discovered... <laughs> Peter launches then into like an everyone's allergic to everything bit. Like, yeah, that was weird. What yeah. the fuck? Weird. Yeah, it seems very sort of gammon yeah. and out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I see. I fear that the film was written, and then when they got Corden, he insisted on writing a few lines himself. <laughs> you know? I'm gonna punch this one up a bit. Yeah. I'll punch Look, you. I up wrote Gavin and Stacey. Ruth Jones did. Yeah. I wrote Gavin and Stacey. That, that was the thing. That was like the real dividing point of like you can see the artist and the yeah. celebrity. It's like you know, James. James, we saw your writing abilities on Horton and Corden. Horton and Corden. Horton and Corden. Yeah. Horton and Corden. Please. Please don't. <laughs> well, I wrote Gavin and Stacey, so I'm allowed to write my own bits. If, if, if no. Give, give him like two lines. I wrote give History him. Boys, actually, it was Alan. I wrote History Boys! <laughs> Alan Bennett did bloody love him, though. I, again, you're just like, he must have something. Well, he was in Fat Friends as well, and yeah. that was really popular. I so. never saw One Man, Two Governors, which was meant to be, like, that was his big comeback after, like, the backlash of Horn I saw Corn, that, yeah. I saw, not with him, but I saw an um, adaptation in literal Garrick on, yeah. a, on a date once, and it was the most painful two hours of my life. I, I did have the sense of, like, is this just a sitcom, but middle-class people have never watched one because they're not charged £150 for the privilege? <laughs> is that yeah, One Man, Two Governors basically is? Like, yeah. a an expensive episode of Some Mothers Do Have Them or something. You're not far off, to be honest. <laughs> Although I did see like the literal players version. Yeah, so yeah, exactly like I know that Rufus Hound took over from it. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. Uh, Rufus Hound's actually done really well with yeah, yeah. stage work. Like, um... He did Ordinary uh, Filthy Rotten Liars. Like He was like the original cast of that. He's, yeah. done, he's done a few things, yeah, I think. Yeah. 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 Right, so B and Filthy Tom... Rotten Scandal, sorry, not Filthy Rotten Liars. So B and Tom are flirting, and it's going quite well. <laughs> He's allergic to blackberries. Remember that from, oh, that's five, when they from do five minutes the head, ago. That's, that's when they do the head thing, don't they? But the, the main the main difference is that uh, he hates rabbits, but she loves them, so he lies. Yeah. Good boy. Yeah, good boy. Uh, <laughs> that's just what we all do. We all do it. Yeah, we all do <laughs> You all pretend, to be, some, you you all pretend never... to be something else. Yeah, I've read that book. Of course I have. Yeah, I want to go travelling. No, I don't. I'm so bohemian <laughs> and flippant. <laughs> I'm dead inside of the organisation. I sit in my pants watching Red Dwarf, just like everybody I, else. I remember once, I was doing a play, and I said uh, I said to like this, there were a couple of Irish people, there one woman I quite fancied and her friend, 
and, I, and we were talking about Lost in Translation, I think, which had just come out. And I says, ah, oh, I don't know if I could date someone who didn't like Lost in Translation. She's like, well, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Oh, I was willing to date someone who wasn't <laughs> until the Lost in Translation. It's amazing the things you give up. <laughs> I stopped going out with a gorgeous girl. And she was lovely as well because she was a big fan of Lee Evans when I was like 25. Idiot! <laughs> <laughs> so basically, they start. They basically from here start going out. But Peter, for some reason, Pico just attacks Tom while she's going out to make a cup of tea or something. And I, there's a commence no, no, a fight no, no. scene. She, she was going to paint it. Paint. Yes, that was it. Sorry, yeah. But I, I've got to be honest. I really enjoyed the fight scene because imagine yeah. Donald Gleeson was quite view, funny. He has to fight. Thin air, yeah. The entire well, time it does really. Well, apparently, apparently like, when he was making Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Bob Hoskins was starting to suffer from like hallucinations and all sorts of crazy know. crap, you know. But then you got like uh, Kane and the Muppets, and that's his best role ever. Uh, oh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's but his then again, best role with Muppets, far, with Muppets, you have something oh, physical there, yeah. Yeah. Physical yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. with CGI. It could just yeah. be a ball on a stick, and you have yeah. to imagine yeah. the entire. I, I did hear that like Ian McKellen when they were making the Hobbits or something, and he's like looking at twelve different tennis balls for each of the Hobbits. He just did once, just break down and go, "This is not what I got in acting <laughs> for." Yeah. yeah, yeah. So for someone like Donald Gleeson, who's a really good actor, I've yeah, seen him. Yeah. So yeah. another great thing I've seen him in um, uh, that episode of Black Mirror. Yes, so right yes. And... Yeah, he's, he's really great. solid. Yeah. But, um, well, this bit's funny because he's having a fight with a rabbit. He's doing a, <laughs> he's doing a, a TV series, an HBO miniseries with uh, Run. Mer- Merritt Weaver. And it's... Co-written by Phoebe... Uh, Waller Bridge, yeah. Bridge. I'm really hoping, like, you know, they've got good taste in casting, let's put it that way. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we should... I do worry that like when he reaches middle age, he'll be stuck with like an ITV detective whose thing is they're from like the Cotswolds or something like that, you know? And why not? Yeah, just Morse too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Inspector Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Inspector what? <laughs> it's Inspector Boogaloo to you, young man. <laughs> Inspector, I, I hardly knew her. <laughs> my thing is, I still like vaping. <laughs> I'm assuming by that time, vaping will have died out. Yeah, he's, that's like Morse's things of smoking and drinking. <laughs> Inspector Boogaloo, it's vaping and the occasional sugary snack or something like that. Vaping a heart seltzer. <laughs> you're a you're a, you're a wild man, Boogaloo. You're a danger to yourself and everyone around you. You're a maverick. And then in the last episode, when he's facing retirement, he stops the hard seltzer, just goes back to spring water. <laughs> My brain is dripping out of her ear. <laughs> okay, so the film's become a rom-com for some reason. And, with, um, with, with just, I never ever bought why she likes him. Because like, he's the only person around. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, she lives in a desolate it was, it was place. That, it was that old Sam Neill before. But then again, like, young Sam Neill. <laughs> this was but there's literally Sam no, there's only person that's there, and he's local. Fair enough. You know? <laughs> Are you local? But yeah, so, so they during, the, during the fight, uh, one of her paintings is ruined. And I, I, put, I put down Hot Neighbour because I didn't realise her name at this stage. Oh, Rose Byrne. Hot Neighbour. Uh, she, Hot Neighbour. She's very angry at this and she kicks Peter out. Ah, oh, sad. Oh. Now, Peter at this stage is angry and he prepares a crew to take down Tom. Uh, and war were declared. War, war were declared. Uh, <laughs> oh, is this when they're playing Scrabble? No, 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 that was earlier on. That, oh, well, that, that was my last note, to be honest. And then I was like, I'm done. My, my final note was, Scrabble without a board? What madness is this? It's called Banana Grounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Banana Grounds. It's, like, it's an actual game, and you'll oh, notice 
Uh, B played the word Potter because she's alluding to her being played Beatrix Potter. Is it like, uh, is it like that's, during, that's during the flirting montage? Yeah, and, and yeah. it rains as well because rain is romance. The oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, the next scene is. I, have no, I want no part of that. Tri- Scrabble's all about the triple word score, if you ask me. But the next game, the next day. So the, uh, so the rabbits are prepared to get the first hit. Um, <laughs> So what they do is while while Tom is sleeping, uh, Tom, I feel you're gonna be angry about this one. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll get ahead. to this. Yeah. First of all, the cockerel comes back saying, yeah. "I'm amazed. I can't believe another I, day. <laughs> I wish I hadn't slept with all those chickens." Yes, yes. <laughs> Again, it's like one of those weird. One for the dads, I guess. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to the, how great that would, gets later on. I, I wouldn't have done that had I known there was going to be another day. <laughs> <laughs> love that. I do love that idea. That was, I think I might already said this. One of my favourite Simpsons gags of, of the later years is uh, Homer's reading like an inspirational book and one of them is treat every day as if it's your last. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he just breaks down <laughs> wheels on the side of the road. Speaking of Simpsons gags... <laughs> Go on. So they decide to uh, give rude, uh, Mr. McGregor a rude awakening with mm. several yes. traps that the should have hurt a lot more than they should. It's like do. that sort of home alone level yeah, of like, yeah, this yeah, would yeah, actually, yeah. like, if, if you get a doctor to look at it and go, he'd die from that, he'd die <laughs> from that, he'd die <laughs> from that. Then the second he gets out of bed, it should have been just... like hostile or sore. <laughs> <laughs> but the second he gets out of bed to go and chase the rabbits, he's uh, met with several well placed rakes. Simpsons fucking did it, yeah. and mm. did it better. And then they recite, they repeated it, like like Peter Rabbit. No, 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 it wasn't. Uh, yeah. like, no, but like they repeated that they did that joke. They said, yeah. "Can't believe we did that," you know. Uh maybe. Yeah, exactly. but still, it it just seemed meh. Yeah. But they could have come up with something better, I'm sure. So the rabbits have had the first hit. Uh, <laughs> Tom decides to retaliate with the electric fence. Yeah, it really what? escalates. It's like this is brutal. And stuff. he's. This is War of the Roses shit. <laughs> <laughs> so he's smearing peanut butter because apparently that's like the most um, alluring. The, there we go, thank you. Yeah. Most alluring uh, food. Uh, and the first one to take it is a hedgehog. Yeah, Mrs. Tiddywinkle. Yeah. It's basically who the most, is... after Peter Rabbit is like the most iconic Beatrix Potter character. Question, who voiced Mrs. Tiddywinkle? I would film? assume it's Julie Walters. That's the sort of role that always goes to Julie Walters. Incorrect. Michael Bell. Uh, no idea. The singer Sia. Why? Because she's Australian. Oh, the oh, one okay. who uh, she always covered, she always covered her eyes. She always covered her eyes with a fringe. Uh, fr- yeah, 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 yeah. She, she basically uses like a massive fringe to hide her identity, mm. even though everyone's seen. Makes sense. Face. Makes sense. Uh, so the hedgehog goes up and is electrocuted, but is really turned on by that. No, she's not. She goes back again because <laughs> she enjoys it. Because it's the allure of the peanut butter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm. I, I thought that was a little bit... Um, right, okay, here's the thing I've always... BDSM, in the BDSM community. Here's the question I've always had. Like, they're all about animal uh, cruelty to animals. I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> people, people go on about it all the time. What's to say that certain animals don't Love get it. off on it? Mm. Like, you could have a kinky panda. What animal would the Chinese have named a kinky panda? <laughs> <laughs> business goose. <laughs> um, kinky panda would be a koala. <laughs> the pandas need to be more kinky. They're lazy buggers. That's why yeah. they're not. Uh, that's that's saying, not that's saying, like, pandas should die out. They've had their, yeah. they've had their chance. But all you've got to do is have sex. Because, yeah. That's all you've got to do. But they can't oh, because they don't you. have bondage in the fucking animal community. Uh, that's the problem. Wait, are Give we them. Emotional bondage or actual <laughs> physical, yeah. yeah. Okay. Give them a sex swing. Give them, se- 
give him some like light bondage gear. Let's see what happens. What I'm saying is, you can't rule it out. How do pandas live this long? That's what I don't understand. Because it's not something we've got involved. Is it like is it like stage fright? I can't do it if you're looking. Stop looking. All right, we'll stop looking. I mean, I know the cameras. I can see them everywhere. Mate, mate, fucking privacy, yeah. <laughs> mate, <laughs> put a, I'll put a fucking sock on the fucking doorknob if I have to. <laughs> Just know that I'm not. Oh, you bastards! That's a koala, not a sock. <laughs> Uh, so the rabbits now um, they turn the fence off and they mock Tom because he's he, Tom is staring with some binoculars going oh look at you stupid rabbits you're going to die yeah they rewire <laughs> it then but they rewire it into the house and it apparently electrocutes everything that he touches I think they attach to certain things that yeah, when yeah, metallic and yeah, yeah. like the knobs basically and it, it lo- <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> yeah, it, so he just he's he's knocking around the house and uh, he's getting electrocuted all over the place and it ends up with him being passed out in the garden and they think they've killed another one. <laughs> another one buys dust. You take my <laughs> you take my hedgehog. I'm taking you down. <laughs> so he's passed out you, in the garden. We send one of them to the hospital. We send two of theirs to the morgue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he, anyway, he's not dead. He wakes up hours later and decides to put dynamite down their rabbit hole. <laughs> or it's burrow, like probably, it's probably like Tom and Jerry, like Elmer Fudd, Daffy Duck kind of physics involved in all this. But this is a man who, when he caught the rabbit, rather than just killing it instantly with a knife, it decides to drown it in a bag. One thing I did also think about in Donald Gleason's work in this, if they were to do a big Hollywood block, and I don't say I want this to happen, but if they were to do a big Hollywood blockbuster remake of Red Dwarf, Donald Gleason is who I would cast as Rimmer. That's a very good show. I would even... Ooh. Hmm. Who else is just the right level of smarmy enough to carry that off? I would have Moss for my two grade. No, no, no. no. He'd, he'd be good. He'd be, uh, no. He'd be good Crichton, actually. No. Yeah, if he did so, he'd have to do something different. I think I think for a start, I think you'd have to, when you recast that, you'd have to have a... I'd oh. put Richard Ayoade, mm-hmm. which is who you're on about, yes. as uh, Holly. Yeah, that's not a bad shout. No, yeah. Geeky, but also God, he'd do the deadpan very well. Yeah. yeah that'd work. I always thought Cat, you could do like someone like Usher. Or uh, actually, even though he's already done a Cat, uh, Jason Derulo... You sure it's been one bigger again? <laughs> and I've seen Idris as a cat. He's got to be the cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh taking his jacket off. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was, it was Why a... is this so upsetting? But also kind of turning me on. <laughs> Damn you, Idris Alba! <laughs> you sexy feline bastard. <laughs> what like... have you turned me into this time, Alba? Or, 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 or gender swap for a Taylor Swift. Yeah, well, yes. That's, yeah. <laughs> I'm still well, thinking. I was going to say, I think you could gender swap Crichton, definitely. Or, or you could even cast, like, intersex, like, maybe the... the Taylor Swift as a sexy cat, please. <laughs> I remember they said... The list... man has spoken. I don't find her attractive in real life. I don't know who you cast as... I just thought the list of, like, if you were going to go with, like, really obvious typecasting, you'd go with someone like... Jack Black or... or um, He's too old to be listening. Or Seth Rogen. He's know. too old to be listening. And now they are, yeah. you know. 
But you also then then you worry about whitewashing a cast. You know, I mean, Lister's too old to be Lister right yeah. now, and they're still knocking them out. Uh, you know what? Well, I, it's honestly... amazing when you look back and you realise Craig Charles was on like twenty two when they started, oh, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Twenty two, twenty three. They were all in their twenties when it mm. started. You know. Well, Chris Barry was only one with a tiny bit of a career, wasn't he? Because he did some voiceovers. Well, he had but... he had British Empire as well. well not not the start though. Cause no, he, no, he was no, doing. Yeah, that's true. He was on the puppet show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always thought with the puppet show, he was on Sutty. He played Sutty. He would be a damn good sussy if he wanted to be, good Chris Barry. Um, do you think, I always wanted to ask him this, and I've always had, like, everyone I've asked who thought one way or the other, it's usually 50-50. When they were both on TV at the same time, which one was he getting recognised for in the street for being Rimmer or Mr. Gordon Brittus? So he's put dynamite down the burrow. Yeah. Uh, the rabbits uh, The rabbits then go back. <laughs> Ooh, I misses. Uh, the rabbits then go back to the side by pelting Tom in the balls with vegetables. Dynamite um, down the burrow. That was a, an ITV uh, one-off series when he went to all the different countrysides doing street magic. <laughs> I say, that is my card. <laughs> so dynamite or Dynamo? Dynamo. Uh, so, so, Ms. Dynamite was doing it. <laughs> so the throwing... Uh, She's performing pel- in local villages. <laughs> she is now. <laughs> Uh, so they're pelting Tom in the balls with vegetables uh, <laughs> of varying sizes and and weights. Yeah, and again, then they just find... like again, who are my sympathies supposed to lie with in this? You know, they're both awful people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, fair. <laughs> that's just fair. That's just. But then they find some blackberries. Remember that from earlier. He's he's allergic to them. Oh, oh no! My God, that's referencing the plot quite well. Um... It's quite sadistic as well. Let's <laughs> murder him. Yeah, and yeah. They, Why they... are they obsessed with killing? Yeah, well, they're going to like, oh, he's... Because they want access to the fruit and veg. If Peter and Rabbit had found out he was diabetic, he would have, like, shoved a bowl <laughs> of sugar into his mouth, you know? But uh, So they pop a, a blackberry in his mouth. Um, and the next logical conclusion... Again, I'm, I'm really skipping at this stage because I got bored. <laughs> uh, Tom decides to light the dynamite and start lobbing oh, it around oh, the hey, garden. <laughs> Tom survived the blackberry assault, yeah, because he had an EpiPen in his pocket and they didn't understand that they called him a sorcerer. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Uh, so he's, he's now he's now he's lobbing. used his one. <laughs> that was his extra life. Now, <laughs> so he's now just chucking dynamite around the garden. <laughs> yep. Um, it's like a Jasper carrot routine. Yeah. B B is ca- catches him at this stage, um, and realizes that he's been lying the whole time, and he actually hates rabbits. Uh, then the dynamite goes off, blows up the burrow and a tree, and the explosion causes a tree to fall over, and it breaks and destroys her house. He tries to blame the rabbits. Um, she's like. <laughs> Be daft, it's a rabbit, and they break up. B is sad because she loved him. Peter is sad because Somehow. he loves B. And <laughs> Tom goes sad, back. Is fucked up. Yeah, and his, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Tom decides to go back to London, and he's offered his uh, old, old job back. Yeah, um, it's just nice to see that there's you know Peter fucks up everyone's homes in a revenge plot. It's almost Shakespearean, <laughs> like, very almost. <laughs> At the very best, Greek tragedy. <laughs> But Peter, because Peter's sad now, he decides to make amends of it, so he goes to catch the train to London, as you do. Before he does this, though, he goes to talk to the picture of his parents that's still up yeah. in the house. And you would have thought Donald Gleeson's character would have come along when he's cleaning everything that's gone. <laughs> no! <laughs> well, he's he put... just likes it was a nice painting. Well, put... Yeah, but he hates rabbits. Why would he leave it? That's true. Because it's he's put... fucking... But when you try and sell... Well, isn't the painting in his hot borough? 
No, it's in no, the it's house. Because he goes in when, yeah, when yeah. they take over the house initially after the party. He gets his, his sisters to pull it up for him. They didn't try hard in this movie at all. Because there's one stage that was the most, for me, the most annoying part of it when he's putting the picture up. Because there's a good minute and a half of him going, no left a bit. Oh yeah, right yeah, a bit, yeah, no left a bit, it, up a bit, it. down a bit, up a bit, and that's that annoyed me. Yeah, but for children that would be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, to a I don't point. know if it would. I think children would really bored out their minds by To that. a bit. The, the, the children would like this film. Anyway, uh, so Peter uh, decides to make up for it by taking the train to London, because rabbits can do that. And he goes back to the shop where uh, Tom is working, and Tom then goes to another meltdown and uh, starts to attack Peter. Think he, because you, he starts talking to him. Peter, you, jump oh, a, you jump another lovely Peter moment. Expo- yeah, Peter town explains mouse. the situation because he can talk oh, yes, now. Yes, Town Mouse was a good little guy. Town Mouse was lovely. Anyway, so I found that was tedious to me. You are tedious. <laughs> uh, so Peter explains the situation to Tom because he can talk. Fine. Uh, but no one else <laughs> seems to understand. That's the thing that bothers me, though, because it's like he's talking like it's James Corden. So obviously he's talking loud enough that everyone can hear him. <laughs> but the other people are still like, he's gone mad. He's not, you know, catch him. But then the only reason that Corden explains that he could hear him is because oh you're cool now you're fine and you've opened up your heart and now you've changed and you can hear and th- no because otherwise B would have been able to hear you from day fucking one you know what he's got he's got his, he's in the one thing he, the two things he inherited from his uncle at that house on plot contrivances <laughs> <laughs> so what happens next Michael so they make a mad dash back to London uh, before, but B is about to uh, leave. He's got, yeah, his he's got his hands up. He's got double hands. Double hands. Please, please. Yeah, yeah. So they don't just make a mad dash. They go across several forms of transport. They do. All whilst he's wearing a suit. Does that not feel like his audition to be James Bond? <laughs> he drives he's a too... fucking speedboat for the love of God. Yeah, not... he's too slight to be not James Bond. He doesn't this. look tough. He doesn't a... look tough. In enough. his mind, he could be the next Bond. Well, so this is technically his audition. That's just anybody in a suit. Yeah. That's like every wedding. Actually, no, every wedding, every man does try to be James Bond. Thank you. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like how every man, when they first try to grow a moustache, wants to be Tom Selleck. Who's trying to grow a moustache? I think everyone in, tw- in 2020. No, I think everyone would like to have an excuse to have a No, mustache. I've always grown the beard. That's why Movember's so popular. Oh, that's only idiots. I've got I've cut the beard down. When you've had the to beard attach. Yeah, exactly. When I've got rid of the beard and then I put the beard back up again. So yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Everyone usually they don't they they do it like Dave Gorman when he says you're shaving the beard. You've got a certain number of options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You've got to everyone tries to Hitler. I've never done the Hitler. You must have done that. Oh, you've surely done the Hitler. Not yet. It goes. You literally can't do the Hitler. You've got kind of like yeah, I've got like a weird like a Mugabe, an anti Mugabe. The filtrum, the filtrum thing. There's there's no hair. My tash is already weak. My beard is strong. Uh, but yeah. no, if what you do, you do the big sideburns first, so you cut a little bit. Yeah, out. I've done, I've done, I've done the yeah. wall, I've gone out with the Wolverine sideburns. Mm. Although that, the reason I did that was because Joaquin Phoenix had that inherent vice, and I just thought it looked cool. Yes, so okay. very well. I, for a while, I did do, right. try to. I'm like Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. <Please. laughs> no, you're not like Joaquin Phoenix. All right, so don't go fucking on about him. Nah, I'm gonna enjoy my milk. <laughs> <laughs> you go mutton chops, handlebar tash. The Hulk, little go, little goatee, Hulk, Hogan, yeah, and then you then you go cut it down to uh, yeah, the, the Hitler. To do the Hulk Hogan, though, you've got to get like a sharpie out to colour the rest of him and bang oh, your best well, mate's that's wife. That's Hollywood Hogan. Oh. <laughs> and and yeah, bang your best mate's wife while uh, he watches telly and, and, and say the N word several times. And have way too much sushi. 
Although that... you don't hear that, like at the end of it, he's oh, like, he's like slamming his stomach, going, oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not about that. That have you not seen it? No, I haven't seen oh, it. I've just hysterical. heard that that's what happened. Oh. It's two strokes and a squirt. He is oh. done so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, but the worst thing is Man. because it's because it's his mates, uh, his mates in the living room while it's going on. You can hear him on the telly. <laughs> oh, she's just it's, like, it's just <laughs> a porn video. Is it's like a real media clip? <laughs> yeah, it's just... He has hulked up too soon. <laughs> oh it's... well, he definitely has said the Hulk... ate his vitamins. Hulk is not much in the bedroom. He's he's not a good uh, he's oh. not a good lay. Yeah, Do you remember when he was in court and he said that yes. Terry Bollea yes. had like a normal sized penis, yeah. but Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan has a yeah. huge penis? <laughs> My favorite bit of the whole trial. <laughs> that was terrible. The other thing that's amazing about that is that he was allowed to wear a bandana in court. You're not supposed to wear a headgear, you know, like yeah. not wearing a burqa or a niqab or anything. But Hulk Hogan was able to get away with wearing a bandana because he's very self-conscious about his boldness. <laughs> so they make it back for us through, like like Tom said, on, on train, on speedboat, on every type of transport you can possibly imagine. I think it's supposed to be funny, it's not. And they go back to B, just before B is about to leave, because the house is screwed. He declares his love, she doesn't believe him, because of course she doesn't. So Peter decides to communicate with her non-verbally. Yeah, I mean, why can't he I mean, talking talk seems to... an easier option. Yeah. She um, just doesn't have the plot contrivitis exactly. that Brendan uh, Gleeson has. So uh, through some way, uh, Pete, Pete, I'm not calling Pete now, he uh, makes everything better. Everything is great. They're together. Brilliant. But, oh no, Tom has already sold the house. Oh, And the new owners just arrive. Again, convenience. Yeah. Uh, the rabbits decide to make their life unbearable for them. They run away. Uh, forget the deposit as well. Um, yeah, how dare they call a badger a goblin? They yeah, <laughs> they all live happily ever after. The end. Until the sequel. But I did like the ending because uh, it had went back to the retro style of all the drawings and stuff. And yes. that's right. That's well, why I just. Although the ending was going to be fine until they let James Corden do a sing. Yeah. Actually, James hard. Corden's not a bad singer. Yeah, yeah, I just don't want to hear anymore. There was a bit where he did the he famously did carpool karaoke with Adele once, and Adele just had a sudden reaction like, "Wait a minute, you can sing," you know, because he is like theatrically trained and everything. Yeah. Um, but the, 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 like I said, the problems I have with this film is that there were positives within it. There were jokes throughout that were mm. quite funny. It was quite a funny film. It's probably the funniest film we've seen. It, I would agree with that. It's the funniest, like deliberately funniest film yeah. we've seen. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's just so obnoxious throughout the whole thing, mm. and also very happy with itself. Like I said, like the, the, when there's moments in the script where they give them really smart lines, and it's always doing all this sort of Deadpool-esque meta commentary about itself. It's like the Spice Girls film and the S Club film. The people involved in it think they're above it. Mm. They, they're, they're mocking the film as it goes along. You know, like they say, oh, but that would be too contrived, so let's do it this way. And it's like being smart arsey, but in a really obnoxious way. Much like this podcast, in many ways. <laughs> Do you get where I'm coming from? Yeah, like, there's yeah. being metatextual in the funny, cute way, and there's it, just being metatextual in a nothing means anything, but do cry when Peter's dad dies, but nothing <laughs> means anything, but do care that suddenly, that, you know, and like I said, like, all of the peril is not that perilous. There's no, well, any, there's no propulsion Any conflict it. is, it, or, or sadness or anything, is, is resolved within a minute. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's, whenever there's some danger, oh, no, it's fine. And these are ultimately... Either unsympathetic characters throughout, they're not given mm. enough sympathetic traits to make up for their obnoxiousness, or they're the Beatrix Potter woman that seems to have some sort of mental health disorder, <laughs> given how much she loves everyone in this book. However, <laughs> it was, 
I just realised she's like Charlize Theron in Arrested Development. <laughs> Is that going to be the beast? <laughs> I argue she's like uh, the Lazy Susan character that they created. Um, the French woman that has been written by a man who's never met a woman. Yes. <laughs> Run with me, Thomas. <laughs> I found it quite a charming film, actually. I couldn't be charmed. I couldn't be charmed. I was, I was, I was, um, I was main. My, my sanity was maintained. Especially through th- there were, there yeah, was enough to yeah. keep me going. Like the the running gag with the cockerel was funny, you know. Like oh yeah, in the, eventually with the the cockerels oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. calling him daddy, daddy, and then even in the uh, post credit scene, yeah, it was quite nice where they opened up the yes. little shop. Yeah, and like the running gag about the, the the triplets one claimed to be the oldest one. It was vaguely funny concept, but they didn't do anything that interesting with it after a while. I didn't realise Margot Robbie was one of the... Really? Margot Robbie and Daisy Ridley played two of the sisters. Uh, Elizabeth... Must... Uh, oh, oh Debecky or something like that. Oh, Elizabeth Debecky, like the six foot nine. She, <laughs> she played the other one, yeah. Yeah. They're too good for this. <laughs> Almost everyone's oh, too good again, for this. It's a quick payday for them, surely. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also, I, I didn't... I'd, well, I don't know, but did, I'm assuming this came out... Uh, how long's Corden been doing the chat show? This came out two uh, years about ago. five years ago. Really? Five years? Yeah. It's, 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 it's been a few years. years. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, then that ruins the point I was going to make. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. It was... There were some bits I really genuinely really liked. I think... Not, not, like even, said, not even in the, in the, the Bob Odd universe. I really genuinely yeah. liked it. Oh, something. yeah. Like, like, this is a three out of ten for me, which is, like, mm. the highest mark I've given anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, that the question now, then, for you, yeah. uh, Michael. Does this... Take the crown that was held by virtual sexuality. Oh, it's no virtual sexuality. <laughs> there we go. Never, never, It's never, no never. virtual sexuality. Nice diversion, chance. <laughs> it's good, but it's no, it's no virtual sexuality. <laughs> I think you need to re-watch virtual sexuality. You're getting Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I think this is one of those yeah. films, like, like if, if we had kids, this is a film we might have had to watch 50 times. And I think yeah. this would be the one, like, my cousin saw this, and my cousin was just like, you know, my cousin will play out, like, he has quite strongly held opinions about, like, the, the House of Dragon Dragon films, you know, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that, because, his, because his son will watch it, like, 50 yeah, yeah. times, you know? But, like, Peter Rabbit, there was just, like, there was there was murder in his eyes, yeah. you know? <laughs> I think that, like, like I said, the overwhelming obnoxiousness of... Yeah. Particularly... And also, just knowing what Beatrix Potter is and what Peter Rabbit is in the books compared to what it is for this. They shouldn't have had it be Peter Rabbit. See, I didn't... Because there's no... Like, it's not an adaptation of any of the stories of Peter Rabbit. It's just it's not, using the characters. Yeah, but Peter Potter is, like, they're meant so, to be quaint and idyllic and quiet and, like, you know... Yeah. And, and See, this is really... loud, loud, loud! Well, you have to you know? do it for a modern audience. You can't have quiet little animals scampering through but the window. But that's not consider our you know, the one that we're going to go for. Oh, but that's... That's... To be fair, that's one for very... Polite silent boys. Mm. Mm. I don't. I never really. Um, Beatrix Potter was the. It's very. Up, never did I think it's very minimal. I knew. I knew the pictures. But it's like the famous five and stuff in it. Well, I don't think it's... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Beatrix Potter made, okay. like, a series of uh, books I never about... I never grew up with it, so I, I had no... Anthropomorphic yeah. uh, animals, And, and so... Beatrix Potter didn't hold, to the best of my knowledge, quite horrible views about people who didn't conform to her. 
uh, identity <laughs> types. Well, so basically, all I knew from Peter Rabbit was the picture, and yeah. that it was a rabbit in a jacket. Yeah, yeah. Um, but honestly, I did not mind it in the slightest. Oh, did we mention that throughout the film, B paints these horrible pictures, except for the most ones, yeah. which are the illustrations yeah, 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 for yeah, the yeah. books. That's why I, well, assu- that's why I assumed she was well, playing. Well, Beatrice that's Potter. my argument. Yeah, yeah. Make something better. My better version of this film is a beautifully rendered 2D animated. I think you get bored after ad- about 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, but I would feel no. I don't think. I would, I, I would, I would enjoy the artistry. Of I would else. suggest a sort of anthology film, yeah, of about four or five different scenes featuring different characters throughout throughout um, Beatrix Potter's universe, all done in that style. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and it would be a very charming film. Yeah. It'd be loved by BAFTA and it'd be seen it'd be by like, fucking no. It'd be one. like it'd be like the Wind in the Willows, uh, claymate, well not claymation, but the stop motion Wind in the Willows from the eighties or something like that. You know, yeah, which will be superiorly more loved. Than the yeah. Terry Jones yeah. filmed. Yeah, but the Terry Jones film was fine. It, wasn't it was fine, but it, it's. I think they're doing another version of that soon. I can't remember. Uh... You can imagine them saying, James Gordon, Toad of Toad Hall, <laughs> let's make it happen. Oh, God, they would, wouldn't they? Oh, and this is the second Gordon of the series, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, with cats. Oh, my God, it is. Yeah. Double, with double Gordon? Like oh. I said, he's, just, he's, he's, um, he's a lightning rod of a figure. And like I said, that's the funny thing. Like I think most he's one of the people that has really sharp, like strong opinions one way or the other. Because I remember when I was talking to my aunt about why I didn't like him. I think we were at the theatre seeing something. Yeah, we were at the theatre. We were seeing um, uh, the Rebus play that was on at the Birmingham uh, Rep a few months ago. Maybe, oh yeah. Maybe a couple of years ago actually. And this woman behind me turned around and says, "Thank you. I can't stand him either. <laughs> my husband thinks he's great." You know. <laughs> I think he's just one of those figures. Like I said, I can I can see the talent. I just can't get the past same, the personality. I'm the same with you two. Well, we we can't try stand to be nice to, to yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> I know what you mean. Like they wrote with or without you, but you know it's yeah. like Sting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can be singer, not the professional wrestler. <laughs> Both actually, I was never a Sting fan either. Oh, you weren't a little stinger. No, 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 no. Um, never a fan of Goldberg. It's just. Mm, yeah. mm. Who are like who are other sort of Marmite? Like, no, David we're not Wal- doing a wrestling show. Williams is another one of those, you know. Yeah, never gone like, for Jack Whitehall. Obviously, preferred. Piers Morgan must have some fans because no, everyone hates. No, no, no. no, like, no some he does have fans. Like, yeah. he, he speaks common sense. He does. Well, everybody's got some fans. I mean, even Jim Davidson has yeah, some yeah. fans. You know, the, the, these things do exist. But the when problem is, is, it's someone who can. Almost directly divide opinion yeah. one way or the other. It's just you've heard like I've read so many stories about what he's what James Corden's like like off camera and there's something yeah. you're just like oh you are an ass why are you but he's like he, he doesn't say no to anything he's like Sky One panel show yeah I'll do that you know because <laughs> he must do like a shit ton of stuff because that's five days a week doing those chats I, I, I think he's giving up the. Um... League of their own. Yeah, but like I said, for for a number of years he was still doing. Is it because though he had so much rejection in his early years when he was trying to make it? Well, no, because he was like, just take the money, take the money, take the money, take the money. He had friends when he was a teenager, I think. Yeah, he was only. And to be fair, and like sometimes he'll do some good stuff. Like, uh, like he he actually raised a point in an interview about being a larger actor and how you're never considered for romantic roles and Mm. and you're painted in a certain corner. And like everyone always wants to say about body positivity, but in nearly all instances, it's a, it's it's championing women figures, and, yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. like like he was one of the few that got. To, I think it was the David Tennant podcast, and he says like, 
you know, guys don't get... Like, yeah, you get Seth Rogans and that, but that, then it's like a joke in and of itself, you know? Mm. You can't... You wouldn't be allowed to do... You know, well, you... It, he actually did raise some interesting points about larger actors and the opportunities that are afforded to them compared to others. Um, yeah, you used Seth Rogen as a, plot, as, a, as a point to make there, but at the same time, Seth Rogen did have to go through a massive... A massive weight change to play... Um, Green Hornet. Green Hornet. Well, he fluctuates wildly. Uh, like you seem yeah. to think Corden does, but I haven't seen any evidence to the contrary. Maybe he's just dressing better. He looks. Yeah. He looks. Well, yeah. Better. He, he's like, you know, Tom. Tom Ford can do that too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right, rather than rather than when this isn't a review of Corden. But what's what, 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 uh, So we said how we'd make it better. The animation uh, was the best bit by far. How would yeah. you make it better, Michael? Um, again, I I don't know because I didn't mind it. Would you would you tone quite... down? Would you agree tone down the obnoxiousness? I would. Yeah, I would recast turn, Peter. Maybe make Peter more likable. Uh, I would make I, him not try to kill people. I would, I would keep everything as it is, but I would uh, rescript Peter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not recast, I... not recast necessarily, but I would change some of the words because some of it is too. Um, Dickish, essentially. I'm trying to think of like a nicer, like, a, like, like I said, Martin Freeman wouldn't be a bad shout. Peter's actually. not likable. Well, he's, he's, he's not, in not... the bloody books. He's yeah. a lovely rabbit that everyone adores. But you're not, you're not... Take, I'm taking Martin Freeman for the example of when he played Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon you could take that for a very similar style. Yeah. Put it to Peter Rabbit and it'd be very heartwarming mm. and endearing. Yeah, yeah. Like like he, he has stuff thrust get, upon him. You know? I get it. Yeah. A wise cracking rabbit. There's, there's, again, there's some jokes there. Well, they're going like the Bugs Bunny sort of think... vibe, you know. But that's yeah. not what Peter Rabbit's supposed to be. But Peter Rabbit wasn't likable as a hero. Well, yeah, but they, I think, but they, again, but I think again, they thought he was. But they again, just didn't know um, what likable people are. But Tom, they thought, let's cast James Corden. Uh, but again, Tom wasn't evil enough to be a villain, really. Well, that was that was my problem yeah. as well. Like, obviously, because they wanted him to be redeemed at the end, but they still yeah. made him do enough evil, th- like try to murder. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah, threw yeah. dynamite yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's only one but, eventuality. But, but again, like you said, there's no one of the animals needs to die. Well, because he was, did that, but again, he, he did. Was, well, he yeah, the dad did. Yeah, Peter's parents both died. Yes, but that wasn't by him. That was by the original farmer. Yeah, Tom, yeah. Who's, so? who's in the film for well, two minutes? But then, but then whereas Tom that. didn't really do anything because every time there's conflict, it was resolved in but twenty they seconds. Need, but they need at the end Tom to be kissing Rose yeah. Byrne, and we're yeah. happy Tom, for Tom him. needs to yeah. end up being a likable person, or yeah. at least yeah. likable enough to but, root towards him. Yeah, I mean, they should have gone for like a sort of like an Alvin and the Chipmunk sort of vibe, maybe where. Not not that they're not that they're adversaries, but they're like neighbours. Mm. All like um, Dennis and you know the the American version of Dennis the Menace and Mr. Wilson. Mm. That's what it should have been like. Like with that whole thing, it's like Dennis is unwittingly annoying. Yeah. And Mr. Wilson tries to hold his temper. That maybe should have been what it is. Peter Rabbit is unwittingly annoying. Okay. And uh, like this guy is like at the end of his r- tether. But he's trying to subtly prevent him from getting into. He's not trying to kill him okay. and his family by way of dynamite. Otherwise, okay. yeah. uh, you go down like the, the fantastic Mr. Fox deliberately dark and twisted, like ironic yeah. sort of way of doing. Can it, I ask right? what Tom's opinion of? Because I've seen you've been doodling for out, and you've just drawn a grave saying that it gets worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is um, that a review of the film? That's, that's, or? that's no, his no, expectation no, of a Peter Rabbit too. Um, <laughs> well, I've seen the trailer for that. Me too, yeah. Rabbit. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I know so, I said this to you in quite a few episodes now, but get out. <laughs> uh, what did you like? What would you do to make it better? Uh, well, I liked. Um, the some of the sequences were really good. Some of the gags were really funny. Mm. Um, like genuinely so, funny, not just funny it, yeah. for a Yeah, yeah, like, like, like the cockerel scene. Like, mm. 
What was the other rich gag? I really like the deer gag. I don't give a yes. fuck what you think. Yes, but I, 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 they did it I again. like the callback oh, to it. Me. I, I like the callback to it in the middle of the day. The yeah. lights aren't even on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, that taxi driver had a lot of fucking opinions for herself. She had her own little side story yeah, going yeah. on. Why is that? Why are they carrotting your in your? Um, why are they carrotting your exhaust? I have I've a lot, lot of enemies. Oh, I missed that. That 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 well, you would miss it at one and a half times. No, I watched this one in real. Actually, it reminded me of the Doolittle film, which I saw late recently which I actually thought was fine mm. it was it was a me- like this actually was you could tell it was a mess in post because they have voiceover artists and usually when you have voiceover and there's no obvious reason it's because they can't get it to fucking work so they do the Michael Caine thing just so you know this is what's <laughs> happening now but with Doolittle what I liked about it what I appreciated about it were there were gags throughout and they were putting mm. gags where there didn't need to be gags you know I was saying my big problem with fat slags was where there were opportunities to put in a joke they didn't put it in there. With yeah. Doolittle and with this film, they're cramming them in and trying to make them funny. You know, there's a really good little gag in Doolittle that you could have seen in this, where uh, Doolittle has his binoculars and he sees Michael Sheen, who's the villain in it. It performs quite similar to Donald Gleason actually, mm. saying, "There he is, there with his stupid beard." And then it cuts to Michael Sheen looking at him with his binoculars. And says, "I think he just said something about my beard." <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. But there was another subtle, another really lovely joke where uh, Gleason's been given a pair of binoculars to birdwatch yes. by yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and he constantly yeah, looks yeah. at birds in the um, in London uh, uh, when he's no, back no, in London no 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 when he's looking yeah, at yeah, birds yeah. across like the village he's going that's a two winged bird I'm going to write that in my book <laughs> yeah. uh, all of them are two winged birds second he gets to London they're all pigeons <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> really nice. but that's what drives me crazy you can tell there are talented people making this film yeah, yeah. and they think they're above it yeah. and so they're either mocking the film or just not making enough effort like know? throwing a subtle thing like the rabbit's foot on the keys and it's so blink and you'll miss it. Yeah. But I really appreciate it. So that's what it. frustrates you when you see talented people involved in something mm. and you could have made a better film. Like our... Hey you! Don't watch that! Watch this! Paddington. It's bloody obvious, <laughs> but you know... Uh, if you're going to have uh, a talking, beloved children's character brought it to life on the silver screen, it is going to be the, the wonderful fucking Paddington. Both uh, we, we were going to say we were going to say Paddington two, but actually Paddington one is like because we might Makes end up doing sense. Peter Rabbit two. So if we do, mm. we'll put Paddington uh-huh. two. But I think Paddington one actually sometimes doesn't get the love it deserves because Paddington two was so amazing. It was so awfully charming. Like there, there were and critics. that had uh, Donald Gleason's father in it. Yes, Brendan. yes, yes. There's there's a brilliant one of my favorite gags in recent years was when he's uh, introducing all of his prison uh, friends and then the, and the one last politician one is the right honourable general. I, I I will hope you vote for me in the next election. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah and, and also just have that Wes Anderson energy to it. Oh well, yeah, it, you know. it was like every time I'm and, watching Paul King stuff, it's like British Anderson. And actually, just like with Padding, just like with Beatrix Potter, where they incorporated the traditional animation, that brilliant moment in Paddington Two. I can't remember if they did it in one as well. When he's dreaming of running to see his aunt Lucy, and he's running through like the paper stand versions, which is a reference to the original eighties TV version yeah. of Paddington yeah, yeah. as well. It's just, it's like that director is such a visual. I remember in the first film actually, there's this brilliant like a uh, uh, display of the house, the family as through a dollhouse, and you can see all the characters in their. Diff- oh, it's just fantastic. It's so well put together, and you can tell it's made with. Absolute love and admiration and for the it original. And it's easily the best thing Hugh Grant has ever done, and he should have been Oscar nominated for. Oh, oh sorry, Paddington 2. Sorry, yeah, Paddington But in the, in the first one. Nicole Kidman actually was a bit of a letdown in, in Paddington 1, I yeah, thought. They didn't quite know what to do with it. Yeah, it had to basically set up 
the whole story. So yeah. obviously things are going to fall by the way. So but even having someone like Peter Capaldi playing Mr. Curry. Yes, yes. And they, I'll get you, bear. But also saying such a lovely yeah. thing about modern Britain and like a pro-immigration message as yes. well, you know. I remember someone asked, like one, one BBC Newsnight presenter did ask Nigel Farage, did you see Paddington? No. <laughs> really? Because you're dead inside. But you, you're actually a film you saw. I've actually seen both the Paddingtons and you, enjoyed. Actually, because you, you work at school, so you've had to lots see of rain play, breaks. Lots of rain breaks and wet playtime. Will Peter just... Rabbit be joining the no, circulation, or is it a bit too naughty? Uh... Or, or is one of the head teachers like, not that fucking James Gordon <laughs> in, in my bloody school? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we wouldn't. Um... I remember though because like when I was at school, it was like, "What video should we bring in?" And I was like, "I've got the rescuers," and the teacher was like, "There's a gun in that. No, you can't do it." Yeah, it's it's PG. We're not like PG. We're allowed to use not like PGs. So oh, okay. In the school, in the other school I work at, yeah, you're allowed PGs. You can do cats then. Technically, yes. We can do any use. The kids, God, the kids leaving the school that day with just tears pouring down their eyes. Why did Judy Dench look at us? What was it? What has Idris Elba turned me into? Why are they so worried about sacrificing each other? Right. So, so, um. Where where can people find well, yes. you well, on we, the interwebs? Well, uh, they can find... Oh, let's go you first, seeing as you ask for nightly. Yeah, P- you night, can find... Oh, I'm very tired, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can find me on all the socials by my name, uh, Tom Hodkinson, spelled Tom with an H. Oh, it's um, got an H in it. It's got an H in it. Oh. I've never mentioned before. No, no, never, no. no. So I've been getting it wrong. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. You've been putting the Q in it, haven't you? Kutwam. <laughs> <laughs> and it's four Zs. Yep. You, for, uh, for extra uh, coolness, extra nineties coolness. Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, find me Tom Hodkinson um, anywhere. Facebook, most space. Bebo Abo Hotel Club Penguin. Tom's <laughs> from the nineties. <90s. laughs> <laughs> I wish they were in the fucking nineties. Would have been a bit more interesting. But where are we going to find you, Lorcan? Oh, you can find me on the interwebs as Lorcan L O R C A N M U L L. A for Apple, N for November. That's my Twitter handle, Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd. If you put an at gmail.com at the end of it, that's my email address. You can also listen to my pro wrestling podcast, LMTYS, Let Me Tell You Something, where we occasionally talk about films in there as well. <laughs> Is it like 90% films? And a little bit <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, the concept, yeah. <laughs> and you? And me, your hostess with the mostess. Uh, my name is Michael Bell. Get, actually, tweet in uh, to guess my middle name. There we go. You can win a Warnut Whip. Um, on Twitter, it, yeah, same again. Michael Bell 86 uh, Instagram, if you like pictures of goffy stuff, it's uh, at Moon on a Stick. Uh, me and Tom, we're in a double act. Uh, we're very funny, so book us. Yep. Uh, we are the Kamikaze Club, and if you happen to be in Birmingham, we run uh, nights at a thousand trades in the jewelry quarter. Uh, but check us out on Facebook for all the events. It's the Kamikaze Club. And if you want to get in touch with the podcast directly and you don't want to deal with any of us individually, mm. where can you find us? Lorcan? Uh, go look on Twitter for Bowob Pod. That's B O W O B P O D. Bowob Pod is uh, Best of Western British is also our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Bowob Pod is the uh, address for that as well on oh. Facebook. And if you want to give us an email, it's Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, send in your suggestions because the series is coming to an end and yeah. we need yeah. series three stuff. What's it going to be, Lorcan? We're going to the once. 
known, never know, never known again, Upton Park for a movie. <laughs> it's Die Hard in a football ground. Yay! It's Dave Batista. Yay! Oh, it's Pierce Brosnan. Yay! Oh, it's Julian Dix. Yay! Hopefully. <laughs> it's final score. It's Andy Carroll. I mean, I, I oh yeah, it. like you would not get injured in the first minute of filming. <laughs> My big fat gypsy striker. I like football. I like Die Hard. Perfect film for me. Do you like West Ham? No. We hate West Ham. We hate West Ham. We hate West Ham. Do you like Dave Bautista? (laughs) Not really, no. He was in my dark years of wrestling I didn't watch. And then when I started watching again, he was like, who the hell is this? Till then, thank you for listening. We've just taken the mick out of someone who's written a film, um, scripted a film, animated a film, which would take a long time, and from very talented actors, and they've made more money than we'll ever make in all of our lives. And James Gordon. And James Gordon. (laughs) This week... Uh, I was um, trying to do some cooking because I thought, right, well, let's not chuck something in the microwave or, you know, have, just have cereal for tea. And I sliced my finger wide open on a can of uh, reduced fat um, coconut milk. Mm. So, um, my lesson is don't try, kids. Don't try. Thank you for listening. What, my blood loss? Yeah. <laughs> thank you for listening to us. Goodbye! I lost a pint. Business goose.